rxmuscle.com brings you Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, your body, and your spirit. Alternative medicine, muscle growth, mood enhancement, motivation, putting your mind at ease, harnessing your maximum potential. Quantum Physiques, here's your host, Brian Cunningham. Welcome to another episode of Quantum Physiques, where we strive to build strength and power for mind, body, and spirit. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham, joining you here every week, of course. Uh, speaking of uh, new listeners, since we had a lot of them join last week from Dr. Andro's great uh, interview, I thought that was pretty fascinating. Kind of hard to follow sometimes because of his accent, but the guy really had a lot of great information. For our new listeners... This show is really dedicated to helping you realize how little you know. It's about expanding your mind in all areas and helping you to, to in- integrate and incorporate new knowledge into your life so that you can lead happier, healthier lives. In essence, I like to say it's where Alice in Wonderland's rabbit hole meets Steve Hawking's wormhole meets the Jersey Shore buttholes because, of course, we all do have that groundedness in this fact that we want to look good and feel good, but yet we all aspire to, in essence, travel down both the rabbit hole and the wormhole of life and uh, transcend and have a good time and an adventure along the way. Speaking of buttholes, I happen to be watching... Oprah TV, as they do quite often recently, and none other than Kim Kardashian was on last night uh, talking about her life and her divorce and the whole thing about you know whether she did everything for publicity or whatnot. And I got to say, at the end of the interview, I was not very impressed. I mean, uh, sure, maybe they're a little more authentic than than I thought. But there was nothing really too deep going on as far as um, her revelations to Oprah. Um, there was somebody on Oprah TV last night that did impress me, actually. Very impressed with uh, 50 Cents. Now, some of you, I think his name is Curtis LeMay. I'm not sure what his exact name is, but I know he's a pretty famous rapper, of course. And um, he had a pretty entertaining and insightful interview with though. Believe it or not, and this is when you know this has gone mainstream, 50 Cents actually is a devotee to meditation. That's right. I'm saying it right here. When 50 Cents meditates, you know we're in the middle of a paradigm shift. So that's some pretty good news. Curtis Jackson is his name. Thank you, Jeff. Curtis Jackson, 50 Cents meditates. Now, speaking of meditation, um, I myself have been going through a hard time recently. And again, I defer to the, um, thanks, Jeff, 50 Cent, not 50 Cents. <laughs> That's JTP, of course, giving me little blurbs off, off the air. Um, speaking of meditation, I've been going through kind of a hard time recently because as my one of my big uh, teachers, Lao Tzu, writes in the Tao Te Ching, success can be as dangerous as failure. And recently, due to the success of my company, I was experiencing a lot of stress. I kind of fell off the bandwagon as far as um, you know, my rigid discipline of both meditating and exercising on a regular basis. And I definitely was paying the price, having uh, many anxiety attacks. But I began to um, you know, just reconnect with um, these things that are important to keep me grounded. Of course, exercise for one does wonders for me. It really helps shift my brain chemistry. But also, and this again is backed by the science here, um, meditation once again really did help me to uh, offset this stress and kind of reconnect with um, a more happier place. Now, there is a study that came out recently that I thought was kind of interesting here. Um, what is it? Training character strengths make you happy. According to a new scientific study, um, people that were you know, in the study told to practice expressing things like um, you know, gratefulness, um, you know, um, 
things like beauty, taking moments just to to revel in and appreciate beauty, um, truthfulness, uh, integrity. When they were given short exercises to practice, and then they were told to come back at the end of each week, the groups that actually made time to practice these character strengths reported significant increases in their overall happiness. So again, this is another segue or or tangent to how stopping and practicing presence, whether it be something as simple as admiring the beauty of a flower or just stopping and, and being grateful for what you have in your life as an example, really does help to rewire your brain and and wire it in a way that actually makes you happier um, you know, and healthier, of course, too, because when you lower stress, you lower all those detrimental hormones that can really affect both your gains in the gym, but also your gains in life as well. So that's something. Now, one other thing, too, I thought was pretty interesting was that physicists, that's right, physicists are actually able to predict the success of movies at the box office. Apparently, um, these physics uh, students in Japan published a study recently showing how they could gather certain data from the internet, and they were pretty accurate at predicting uh, which movies would be successful or not. Now, of course, that makes sense because quantum physics, which of course is dedicated to quantum physics, um, I do postulate that physics really is the be-all, end-all, really is the integration of, uh, of the, you know, spiritual aspect with science um you know again stephen hawking the guy who really did wormhole mathematics has now come out showing that if someone were to fall into a wormhole the paradox of the math there is that he'd be both dead and alive at the same time this is the paradox that Lao Tzu talks about all the time about embracing death with your entire being only can you then achieve anything and achieve uh, you know, a lasting life in essence. Christ has the same thing. So uh, there's some pretty cool things here. But these physicists published a study where they were able to model, you know, a little short model and predict this stuff. Now, I think eventually, given the fact that we live in a deterministic universe, uh, physicists will be able to model larger and larger systems by understanding and incorporating more data into these into these models, into these systems of analysis. So eventually, theoretically speaking, they could actually predict what you'll do because again, you're nothing but, in this world at least, a robotic um, you know, machine in the matrix. And if we were able to collect as much data as possible about your environment and your genetic makeup, um, it'd be pretty easy to make a, a model that could actually predict what you would do and uh, the course of your life. So speaking of um, things about predicting, I want to shift gears here a little bit and talk about the arts. There's something, now last week we got into the whole science about the body and everything, but this is something else that I think every listener can definitely appreciate because who does not go to the gym and have a set of headphones on? Who does not listen to music in some way to shift their... um, what, their, their mood, their motivation, you know, your, your energy levels. I mean, again, talk about quantum physics. Last week, we had Dr. Andrew talking about that study. This is pretty profound, I thought, where subjects were given anabolic steroids, testosterone for one, for one week, and they were told about it. And they all had a significant increase in their one rep maximum. But again, after that first week, 50% were told that they had no anabolic steroids. They were just being given sugar pills, whereas the other 50% were told they were given anabolic steroids. And the remarkable thing is the people that were told they had nothing went back down to their previous weights, whereas the ones that were told they were being given anabolic steroids actually kept and increased their strength gains, which again points to the significance of how much your mind can really determine the outcome of your life. So one of the things that I think a lot of us use to get our mind into gear um, is music. 
And again, the arts, of course, are very esoteric. I believe the arts, um, music in particular, helps to bridge the gap between the conscious and the subconscious, perhaps even between the mind and the spirit. There's a great book out there that I encourage everybody to read. It's called Godel, Escher, and Bach. And it's written by a famous physicist who was actually, or maybe he's a scientist. He's been on Morgan Freeman's Through the Wormhole already, Douglas Hofstadter. And, of course, Godel was a famous mathematician who was probably one of the only people Einstein looked up to as a mentor. Um, Escher is a famous artist, who incorpor- an engineer, who incorporated aspects of math into his surreal paintings. And then, of course, Bach is a famous musician. So, lucky for quantum physics listeners, I have somebody that I feel is the embodiment of both Bach and Godel, with some Escher dashed in there as well for some spice, uh, all on the same person, actually. He is both a logician or a mathematician or a computer scientist, so he's very geared at understanding how to work with technology and computers. Um, But he's also an incredible musician. Uh, He has an advanced degree in music, and I want to welcome to the show my friend, Carlos Castaneda. Carlos, welcome to Quantum Physiques. Thanks. How's it going? Good, good. Carlos is both a composer, a songwriter, and like I said, a computer a computer technologist living in New York City. And I wanted to get him on because he is somebody that understands um, the deeper essence of what music is. Now, of course, Carlos, um, I think everybody here listening would definitely agree that music can really inspire us. And I have to admit that uh, you know, having done meditation and having some profound breakthroughs myself. Um, doing my walking meditations, the one time in my life in, in, when I'm in the matrix that I feel that connection again is when I have some type of music, like for example, Mozart. Oftentimes for me personally, it's classical music, but there are certain melodies that trigger something in my brain. I'm not really sure how to articulate it, but there is something about music that really does help to unlock aspects of the brain that we normally are not really present to. Is that not correct? I would say that's true. Uh, there's probably several reasons for it, or possibly several several possible reasons, but um, but I do believe that. Do you have any idea um, or any theories as to what music does or how it elicits such a response in the brain? I mean, Carlos, I'm moved. I mean, even when you play, you're a, you're an amazing musician, and honestly, some of these pieces, like for example, especially Bach, uh, Bach or or Mozart, I mean, literally move me to tears. And you know, I'm reminded of Rumi who says, "When the shell." of my heart breaks open, tears will flow and they will be called the pearls of God. And I'm really thinking that music does, you know, is a way to transcend a lot in life. And I'm just kind of wondering if you have any, uh, any, you know, personal stories you want to share or any insights into that whole thing. Well, I think the, um, the potential for it to be uh, transcendent comes from the fact that music is, is very abstract. It's sound. It, it's constantly moving. It's constantly changing. You can't, you know, it's really tough to grasp at all. You might be able to sing a melody or remember parts of it or even go back to a piano and play it maybe. But it's the kind of thing that is, you know, it's a genie that you let out of the bottle and then it's just kind of gone. And it, and But the, the sort of uh, feeling that you get or the effect that it leaves, it can be very profound. And I think um, part of that is is because it's so hard to grasp that we our brains try, in trying to, to struggle to, to, to capture the whole experience uh, ends up having to use uh, kind of metaphorical thinking and, you know, so uh, to sort of uh, categorize it, you know, so it'll take the, the, the uh, dynamics, it'll take the, uh, 
the feeling of the harmony. It'll take, uh, you know, certain aspects of the, the feeling of the melody. It'll take the, the rhythm and it'll compare it to it's already known of as music, you know, all the music that you've ever known. And it'll try to kind of piece together in that context. But it also, you, you know, when you listen to a piece of music and, and you recognize a piece as a certain world within itself, it's also playing, you know, those elements are playing against each other within that context, that smaller context. So you have the, the piece itself as a context, and then you have the context of all, everything that you know of as music. And um, it often gets compared to uh, language because, you know, there's something being communicated. But a lot of that is also, uh, you know, our own experience and, and, and the similarities of our experiences, you know, with, with the rest of humanity. Um, and it's the, the way that we hear and what we think we you know feel from that what we feel and what we think we hear has a lot to do with with our backgrounds uh so we we're conditioned to to respond a certain way but the physics of the music also suggests a lot of, the, of what we're gonna end up feeling if that makes if that's complete enough yeah, no, it makes sense. I think you hit on it there because I like the idea that uh, of all the arts, music is the one that dwells the least in time. Meaning, of course, in a four-minute song, of yes, but each slice of music, each note is so brief, like you said, you don't really have time to, to engage the conscious mind. And so what's happening is, you're right, it's, it's tapping into a primal aspect of our brain. And that's why, for example, you know, and I'm not just saying with, with classical music for, for me, which really moves my heart or my heart chakra, but, you know, when I want to get under a heavy weight on the squat or a deadlift, um, you know, I really like music like, for example, Muse or, um, you know, ACDC, you name it. But I get really amped up. I mean, I definitely notice a, a drastic increase in my strength when I have some hardcore music going through my, through my ears, ears, actually. And, of course, you know that music has been used throughout the ages to both manipulate but also, I guess, you know, cultivate people, um, you know, both to go to war. For example, right, mm -hmm. with Battle Hymn of the Republic. I mean, I'm sure you probably know other that was like chiming the war beat. But I mean, the war drum, there you go. It's been synonymous yeah. throughout history, you know. Uh, so it's been, been used to manipulate people to actually go to war. But then also, I think, you know, a lot of songs, I mean, that, there's a song by Muse called uh, Revolution or Uprising or whatever. And it's all about revolting against the machine and actually opening their third eye, as an example, which is famous for Led Zeppelin, uh, Stairway to Heaven, too. I mean, what do you think about those concepts? Uh, well, I you talked about war, and I immediately thought of the Iraq War and their use of uh, Metallica to not yes. just pump, good point, yeah. yeah, not just pump up the soldiers, but also to intimidate the the other, you know, the the Iraqi army. Uh, the idea is is uh, with that is you know the same when you lift. It's it, it, it's just like you know listening to um, motivational speakers. It, it eliminates a lot of doubt because you latch on to. Uh, you know, you, you know, not just the beat, but like the heaviness of the guitar. You get so into it that the, the world is is sort of narrowed through that scope, and and focused on the feelings that you, you know, that you're feeling through that music. And so, all doubts and any distractions are kind of, you know, pushed far, far, you know, aside because, you know, the music you you just allow yourself to get so romanced by the music that that becomes your mood and, and on a certain level because you love it it's become part of you and when you get under that bar to do to do a rep to do a set you know you can do extra reps because you you know you are more connected to this this sort of um 
part of yourself that has you know no doubt that you're going to do it. Wow, that's great. You know, it's kind of funny. I think the listeners out there, because I know even like someone close to me, our, our famous producer here, I don't even want to call him out on how much he's actually meditated. But, you know, of course, the hardest thing for most people to do is to do nothing. To sit and meditate is very difficult for most people. So, um, okay, good. Jeff says you put in some time. I want to hear exactly how much time you put in, buddy. But no, seriously, for the average listener out there who knows I'm beating the drum about meditation, if you want to understand um, or maybe even scratch the surface as to get an inkling of what you can achieve in meditation, music is probably one of the closest things because like Carlos said, it really does engage aspects of your mind um, that are, you know, perhaps again, like I said, bridging the gap to the subconscious mind and the, the types of inspiration you get. I mean, just being stronger in the gym is just one example. But imagine if you, if you could carry that aspect of strength and conviction and inspiration with you 24-7. Now, of course, in a way, you'd love to have music in your headphones all the time when you're going to work, when you're dealing with the world, because think of how much easier, how much melodious, melodious, that's the word referring to music, of course, your life would flow, right? You'd be in sync. You'd be, uh, you know, you'd be in harmony. I mean, look how many musical metaphors we use in our language to describe going with the flow of life. But of course you can't because the headphones did take you away from engaging your life to some degree as well. Um, but I think meditation is, again, one way that's analogous to music that you can actually incorporate and keep with you in your life. And I think Carlos really hit upon that really well there, Carlos, that music is um, the closest thing in a lot of ways to, uh, to doing that. Well, you know, one of the things about, about meditation is uh, one of the most important aspects of music um, and it's silence. It's sort of the forgotten um, element. Um, I mentioned Metallica before who actually use silence really, really well. And uh, certain songs like uh, Master of Puppets comes to mind, you know, where they would, you know, the, they would play in, in uh, I guess, to use a classical term in Tutti, the whole band would play, you know, Master, Master. And, you know, and it sounds great because you have the drums, the guitar, the bass, the singer, all at the same time and then silence. And, um, and the effect of that, you know, it, it, it's, it's so exponentially powerful in a stadium. Um, and I think the, the music is, is um, you know, one of the, mu- that's the type of music I like to think of and like to listen to when I, you know, when I'm doing heavy lifting uh, because it has that power. And, you know, you can't punctuate that sort of loudness and that sort of aggression without, you know, also having the opposite, the silence. Uh, and meditation is the sort of, you know, in the music of life, you know, meditation is the silence. Yeah, no, it definitely is. You're right. I mean, actually the, the irony of the whole thing, I totally agree with you is that it's from the silence that, the sound is born and the sound manifests in a sense. You're right. Um, you know, just like, of course, it's from the, the darkness that, you know, I guess the light manifests in a sense. In other words, you couldn't have, um, you know, reality without unreality or without the dark side, if you want to call it, or, or the silence or, or the darkness in essence. So, um, and I think you're right. Music especially does dance um, or dances more delicately with those, those world of, of opposites. Um, but you know, it's kind of funny because I think, like you said before, music can also be, um, used for manipulation. And I'm not sure if you would agree or even think that, um, music has been used, uh, for subjugation. Um, I mean, I'm not really sure about that. Maybe I'm going off into a conspiratorial tangent here that that's beyond the purview of this conversation, but do you have anything you want to share about that one? I mean, you know, (laughs) 
So, I mean, the, the dumbing down, like, you know, you have Britney Spears and all those poppers kind of things where, you know, there's the element of music that's just concerned with, like, quote unquote, TV opera stuff, you know, dating, sex, romance, heartbreak, dating, sex, romance, heartbreak. It's nonstop. Um, but then you have things, of course, like Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven. You have that whole Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is all dedicated to opening the third eye. You have tons of songs. I mean, God, you name it, from Pink Floyd to who knows what. That's, you know, it's kind of funny how this contrast with the music itself of a lot of people going for the shallow. And then, yeah, you have, um, you know, 50 Cent is a musician. And there you have some guy right there who's really big into meditation now. Yeah, right, right. That talks about going to a club and getting laid, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they're all, even the musicians are also people and they're also going to have those, uh, you know, just like, you know, for, for all the noise of Metallica, they also use a lot of silence. Uh, for all the materialness of 50 Cent, you know, going to the club to get laid, uh, there's still, you know, there's still the other side of him as a, as a whole person. You know, he's going to have all these different sides. So, so it's completely natural for people to seek, seek out these different sides of their personalities. You know, just like, yeah. you, know, you know, just like, um, I, think, I think this sort of duality that you, that you were speaking of, is a very natural thing. And, and, you know, we can keep, you know, we can spend the rest of the time just talking about that. I mean, you could talk about um, sound waves, you know, and, and the duality of, of sound waves and, you know, you can cancel, you know, I could have play a noise and, or, you know, a sound, a simple wave and, um, and then play the same, same wave, but have the peaks and the crests, you know, of the, of the wave start, you know, uh, so that they actually, you know, when one is hitting, is peaking, the other one is, is uh, the same, the, the other wave of the same pitch is, is hitting the crest and they'll cancel each other out. I mean, it, and, you know, because the vibration can't exist if it's, if it's not, uh, if it's not resonating. So yeah. it, it, it's just completely a fascinating, you know, subtopic that, that we just uh, kind of could branch out on. When we phase talk about cancellation, this. phase cancellation is called, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. And, and I think, you know, um, because, you know, I think it, there's a nature in nature, there's the, there's waves. And I think with personalities, there's also waves. There's also, you know, the, the party personality and there's also the private, you know, the private personality of people. And, um, and sometimes when, you know, they can seem so shocking we know ourselves though, and we know how we are in certain situations and how we are in different situations and even how our ideas about things can seem so uh, paradoxical. Contradictory. <laughs> yeah. Even you know, contradictory. Uh, contradictory. Uh, and I think that that's probably normal for most people. You know, if as you engage in life, you know, that will keep coming up and that's just part of your, you know, that's, that's the sort of thing that brings uh, development to a person. Because it, it it brings challenges, the contradictions, but you know they're they're like dissonance that, that that they need to sort of resolve. They need to to work things out, and um, you know they're challenged and or or they're or it's something that they they you know have to incorporate in terms of schedule. But it, but it's always I think that's a normal normal thing, and especially in this day and age, we'll probably be seeing a lot more and more of uh, of you know new age creeping into uh, popular you know the popular the world.
strength and power for your mind, body, and spirit. Myotropics Physique Nutrition is the most exciting supplement company to come along in decades. That's because Myotropics isn't just another company. It's the brainchild of iconic metabolic expert, Dr. Scott Connolly, the inventor of the original body recomposition product that changed the industry and allowed millions of people to get in the best shape of their life. And CEO Vince Andrich, author of the groundbreaking Physique Athlete Guide. Myotropics flagship product, Physique 2.0, contains their exclusive Meta Effects Amino CD protein compound that maximizes whole body protein economy, your personal linchpin for gaining and retaining the most muscle while also shedding maximum body fat. Plus, Physique 2.0 contains the world's first legitimate fat-burning carbohydrate, Meta Effects FAO-CHO, for full hard muscle and increased fat burn. If you live to develop the ultimate physique, go with Myotropics, real people that live to develop physique nutrition. Go to Myotropics.com. It's your body. It's your art. Master it. Myotropics.com. If you train hard, you need to recover hard. Training elevates cortisol, but so does stress and tension. Stress is the number one health risk you face today. and not only causes you to put on abdominal fat, but it's also one of the contributing factors in the top six causes of death, which includes heart disease and cancer. But now you can relieve that stress, rebuild, recover, and feel great with fast-acting Gabatrol. Gabatrol works quickly to help you improve relaxation and recovery, reduce cortisol, elevating stress, and reduce binge eating. Plus, Gabatrol will also help you to get that deep, restful sleep. Warriors are built, not born. And now you can build a better body with fast-acting Gabatrol. Recommended by New York Times number one best-selling author, Dr. John Gray. Gabatrol is available now at rxstress.com. P28 High Protein Bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 High Protein Bread. P28 High Protein Bread is a formulated revolutionary breakthrough product. Packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread no more. Build a better body with P28. 28. Order today at highproteinbread.com. P28 is also now available at bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now, highproteinbread.com. P28 Bread, RX Muscle approved. Fusion Bodybuilding makes bodybuilding's strongest supplements, and they're committed to giving back to you. Fusion Bodybuilding not only want to promote the bodybuilding lifestyle, but they also want to help build the sport. Bodybuilding is all they do. It's their obsession. You know the feeling. That's why you're here. Visit Fusion Bodybuilding at FusionBodybuilding.com or join in on the conversation on the Fusion Bodybuilding fan page on Facebook, where you'll find IFBB Pro Q&As, contest giveaways, and nothing but in-depth bodybuilding talk. Fusion Bodybuilding, bodybuilding's strongest supplements. Head over to FusionBodybuilding.com today. So are you from Australia, paying far too much for supplements with the inflating weigh and amino prices? Why not check out the all-new RX Muscle Australia for the latest Australian and worldwide content and coverage. While you're there, check out Bulk Nutrient Supplement Store, the official supplement store for RX Muscle Australia. You can visit Bulk Nutrients at BulkNutrients.com.au, your one-stop shop, and also check out the all-new rxmuscle.com.au rx muscle australia the truth in australian bodybuilding 
rxmuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up to the minute news, and more. Visit the rxmuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit rxmuscle.com. As you're speaking, I'm reminded of a book called The uh, the Dancing Wooly Masters. It's written by Gary Zukov, I believe, who wrote the infamous Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, which is definitely one of those books on my must-read list. On uh, you know, People ask me what books they want to read. Uh, Zukov's Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance is a pretty phenomenal book, but I believe he wrote The Dancing Wooly Masters. And you know, I read it a long time ago, but the essence of that was that you know the Wooly Masters embrace life um, you know, with never adhering to any certainty, but always understanding that it's always a dance. In essence, like you said before, the beauty of music is the fact that there is this, um, you know, the sine wave, which is like swinging back and forth between one side to the other side. And you're never in home, you're never in balance, actually, because to be in balance is to be, in essence, dead, not non-existent in, in this realm of living organisms. And so as much as that's a challenge, that's also the beauty. The irony is it's the beauty of life. And again, this phase cancellation that you're referring to is that inherent paradox of life that we all have to kind of like just embrace rather than resist it, I think, in essence, and then say, you know, why am I so angry at some points and then so compassionate at other points? Or why am I so much, you know, for Obama and then against Obama the next day or whatever it is, <laughs> um, you know, or, or hating the people who are against him. And meanwhile, there are elements of my personality that are congruous, that, that are congruent with them as well. I mean, the whole thing is, is inevitably, Carlos, I think you realize is that music really, like the rest of life, is nothing more than a mirror pointing you back inside yourself again. There's so much, you say so much. Uh, first of all, I guess I want to go back and um, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance is um, Robert Persig. Oh, Sirik, that's right. Yeah, Persig, that's right. I, I stand corrected. So, I mean, the beauty of this whole thing is this inherent paradox of life, and that's what music presents to us um, with this phase cancellation, these phases, right? Literally like a sine wave going back and forth and back and forth. We inevitably are faced with a metaphor for having to, having to embrace our opposites, how we can one day, you know, perhaps relate to what it means to be homosexual, then the other day be totally angry and resentful about, you know, gay rights or gay marriage or whatever it is. There is this beauty of the fact that inevitably music, like the rest of life, is always holding a mirror up to ourselves and pointing us back inside. And I think Dancing Wooly Masters by Zukov uh, so eloquently demonstrates that, that, you know, that embracing the opposites, Carlos. Yeah, I think um, that the opposites, part, part of the reasons, you know, sometimes the opposites are so important and, and even uh, when we look at music as a mirror, the reason it's, it's, it's a mirror is because we see things as, uh, as we already think. You know, we're, we're, already see, we're seeing, we're experiencing music uh, through ourselves, through our experiences, and it can only be a... Uh, a, a really a mirror of how we already think it's 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 these physical sounds in reference to our you know the totality of our psychology um and then um 
even even opposites uh, when we talk about opposites and 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 getting even you know I could skip over to opposites attract and and what we're what we're really looking at is um, and you use the word mirror. I usually think of sort of the mirror image of the same thing. You know, in, in a mirror, my right hand is my left hand, and in my you know, um, when you look at an opposite, uh, it, it's it's in it's opposite because it's in the context. Of 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 the of the thing you're you know they're they're in the context together, but they're, they're in order to be opposites, you have to have you have to like relate on on the same levels. Uh, so you know I I gave the example of like looking in a mirror and your right hand is your left hand and you know your right side is your left side, but that's very true. For example, um, you know in a personality you might have somebody who's very loud and someone who's very quiet, and it's not so much that. There, that's an opposite, but it's both an issue with with the same kind of thing. Except, you know, one went one direction with it, and the other person went the other direction with it. Sure, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, no, it's it's funny, yeah, because it does inevitably kind of, uh, especially because you know, I'd, I'd even stand in a, not to correct you, but to say that perhaps what you're referring to is that music doesn't really engage your thinking mind, but it actually engages you again uh, on on a level of feeling. Uh, and for me especially, that it does open up my heart so that I'm more compassionate towards, like when I'm, if I end up thinking during music that moves my heart or my soul, I end up all of a sudden being like, you know, what the fuck was I so angry at that person for? I, I have these breakthroughs in essence, like looking at myself and realizing, you know, the opposite cracks open, the dam of energy, the intensity that's been stored there in, in my ego, in my thinking mind cracks really. Um, and again, I pointed back to that quote by Rumi that when, you know, when the shell of my heart breaks open or the shell of my ego breaks open, you know, this is a, a, a wellspring of tears that flow because uh, you're really reconnecting with the harmony and the, and the synchronicity of what it means to be with divine. I mean, music really is a connection, a direct connection with divinity, you know? Uh, it's, you know, a lot of the, the, the sort of history of music goes back to, uh, you know, it's religious and sort of ceremonial Kind of or 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 connections with um, with the the divine. Yeah. So there's, there's that sort of aspect of music has always been you know uh, there, there's so many instances in history where that's been very very important and it's still a very important part of music today. Um, if you remember that that George Michael collection, uh, he had um one one CD was said for the heart and the other one was for the feet. Uh, there. Music. You, you, when you talk about music, you are very. You're talking about how you're very moved, um, but it, it's it's. Um, I don't know if I, if it's like a category to, per se, but uh, you know there, there is a, a, a certain you know uh, you know you, you can have music for for your heart. You can have music that moves your feet, and there's also move music for the for thinkers. There's mu- music that that you know can be followed through thinking and and. Uh, on on some occasions, you have music that's both for the heart and both for the the, the sort of brain, the sort of intellect. Um, but you know, people tend to gravitate at certain times in their in their life or, or in their experiences towards certain uh, kinds rather than others. Uh, you know, if you're if you're going out and you don't want to worry about anything, you don't want to get deep and heavy. You, you know, you tend towards music for the feet. You know, music that 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 makes you want to dance. Um, if you're if you're spending time alone or with or alone with someone, uh, you know you you look for music that sort of touches the heart more. Um, if you um, 
are engaging in, in, in you know, music as uh, something more academic, something that is more stimulating, you know, and for, for your thought process, that's often the, uh, the very intellectual music is, is uh, you know, the music for the, for the brain is, is, even, is uh, more appealing to you. So it, 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 you know, there's a lot of different, you know, when we talk about music that touches your heart, it's, it's, um, there are a lot of pieces that, of music that fit into that, but it's still not, you know, it's still not, not everything. I think, I think it's probably like, probably most music, but it's still, there's still more, you know, there's other music to talk about, you know? Oh yeah, there's the whole universe out there, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you know, we already mentioned Metallica, which is is not necessarily for you know, it's it's rarely do I feel that in my heart. I might feel it like in my you know, I, I don't know, maybe in my fists or something. But it is a very aggressive. <laughs> it's a it's a different, but it, but you know, it, it's it's very expressive, and the, their success has been because uh, of their ability to express, you know, that to that particular, I guess, market, you know, niche of of uh, of music making. Um, yeah, yeah. So when we talked about duality, I want to go back uh, and, you know, we, when we lift weights, we're doing the same thing. We're, we're, we're going, you know, we have the, uh, we're, we're lifting the weight up and bringing it down. You know, we're, we're pushing and then like resisting. We're, um, so, so we have those, that same metaphor throughout weightlifting as well. Um, but part of the, the idea of the wave for, the, for, the, for a melody or for, for even a, a pitch to be heard the idea for the wave to, to exist in the first place, it's got to, you know, it has to oscillate in order to exist. And, and, and I think for, uh, you know, that's the same thing for in order for it to be a healthy human being, you need, you do need to have these different dynamics. You need to, or have these different, not to use any more music metaphors, um, but you need to have these different sides to yourself. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, music again represents that ultimate, the um, you know the ultimate um, engagement of the uh, of the opposites, like you said, we need to heat up and cool down and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I use the, the ideas of heating up during the day where people are drinking Starbucks and they're amped up and the planet's heating up at the same time. But then by night, you release cortisol, the anti-inflammatory hormone. Your body cools down. The earth cools down as well. There's a lot of I guess similarities on many different levels of existence that that show. Um, these cycles, you know, uh, you know, one thing you mentioned before that I wanted just to let the listener know, there are some studies. Now, again, I happen to be particularly fond of Mozart and part of it's because one of my teachers to include me into him. But then I found along the way, some studies that, for example, um, Mozart played to babies or infants when they're in, in utero, in the womb. These children, actually, I think they're, they're a little bit more intelligent or they're, they learn things faster than other children that weren't given music uh, played to when they were in the womb. Also, I know in Israel, there was a study or two done on hospital patients having faster recovery times when Mozart was played in the recovery room. So there is, again, a lot of evidence accumulating on music's ability to both uh, accelerate learning and, and the mind, but also to, uh, you know, to help us to heal faster as well, Carlos. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but there is some impressive science behind that. Well, I mean, I would, I believe it. And I, I remember, you know, baby Mozart and all that. And I, I remember hearing about all this and, and it's, uh, I totally believe it because again, uh, when, when your mind connects to, you know, a piece of music that inspires you, it sort of prejudices you towards thinking, to agreeing with that music. It's very hard to argue with something abstract that, that kind of, you know, is constantly moving. It's like, like liquid. Um, it, 
it's very hard to capture music. So it's very hard to uh, to kind of you know, and because it's so sub, uh, you know subconscious, it's, it's it's you know you're reacting to it. It, it it's way ahead of you. It's it's really hard to argue with it. So you, you know if the music is sad. You know, unless you reach out and change the the radio dial or, or whatever, <laughs> change the song. You, you know, you're going to be compelled to feel sad, and and once that happens, your prejudice for being sad is going to be is going to come. And so, if you put on something that pumps you up, you're 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 already prejudiced. The music is prejudicing you towards being pumped up. And if you're putting on something that it that feels you know like like you're, you know, makes you feel healthy and makes you feel good and makes you that's going to prejudice you towards feeling good. And <laughs> it's the power it's of music. So true. Yeah. yeah it's, and there's no doubt that, uh, that that'll help people heal. That'll help people do more repetitions. That'll help people feel closer to God. That'll help people, you know, be smarter to focus more. I mean, it, it the, you know, I have a really good friend who's like a mentor to me who uh, always said with music, anything is possible. And uh, the inspiration that, that I get from music and I've gotten in my life, it, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to compare it to anything. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, we're about out of time, Carlos. Do you have a website for anybody that wants to actually go and, and tune in and learn more about you? I mean, you have some phenomenal pieces. Uh, which websites do they go to? Um, well, there's my, uh, my, my classical music website, um, which is uh, Carlos Castaneda Um So that's Carlos, which is C A R L O S C A S T A N E D A J R for junior dot com, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And then I have some other kind of uh, lounge tunes, electronic music on um on SoundCloud right now. Uh, and that's SoundCloud slash uh Halo Kid, C A L O K I D. So that's soundcloud.com slash Kalo Kids, C A L O K I D. That's awesome, Carlos. Once again, I want to thank you for being a guest. We definitely have more to continue on this conversation because you just opened up a whole can of worms with your last statement there that got me thinking about stuff, but we're out of time. So with that said, I want to thank you. This has been Quantum Physiques here on rxmuscle.com. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham. Stay tuned next week for another enticing show. Quantum Physiques with Brian Cunningham is dedicated to harnessing the power of the holy grail of health, fitness, lifestyle, and success. And you'll hear Quantum Physiques every Wednesday evening only on Rx Muscle.